Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. WGR Sports Radio 550. It's time to take a look inside high school sports. Now, here's your host, Tony Caligiri. Inside High School Sports is brought to you by Minio and Sapio Italian Sausage. Taste the difference quality makes. Good morning. Welcome to Inside High School Sports. I'm your host, Tony Caligiri, along with the resident troublemaker, Mr. Roger Weiss. What are, you bu- what are you buttering me up for, Tony? It well, won't work. Because I need uh, I need a favor later. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the ticket. Tom couldn't be here this morning. He's covering track. Uh, so we'll talk about that in a little bit. Uh, Kyrie is out uh, covering. He's on assignment. So the guys are all busy this morning. So it's just Roger and myself. And like we the have good a- old days. Yeah, like the good old days. You know, again, I've been doing this show for now for 19 years. And I've been with you, uh, this is my start in my 17th. You know, we, we should really do this, and, and I've, I've said this in the past, do it up and, uh, you know, oh, you know, what do you, why are you guys involved in high school sports? How did you guys get it? Well, this why goes. Not? That's my why answer. Why not? <laughs> That's my answer. Why not? It goes back to. Um, you know when the the show was being it was a, an idea of a, an account executive here. He was you know s- similar show in uh, Syracuse, I guess. So he contacted WGR management and said, you know, I'd like to do the show in uh, Buffalo, New York, and uh, said, okay, yeah, we think we could do it. And he had a tied to sponsorship or this and that. And then uh, I think it was they reached out to Dick Gallagher. And, Dick, if you're listening, I hope you're resting well and doing better and getting stronger each and every day, thinking about you all the time. So uh, Dick says, no, you know, I got a lot going on. But you got Tony Caligiuri right there on WBEN, who at the time I had been doing uh, play-by-play, play-by-play voice for Lancaster football and basketball. Thank you, Len Jankowitz. So and I did that uh, for Yankievich. Yankievich, and I did that for thirteen years. So uh, I got involved in the show about two weeks. Well, the the, let's, the sales guy quit. <laughs> he, he it was too much of a commute for him. He's not. I want to do this anymore. So um, I took over the show, and it's been like that for nineteen years. Do you remember uh, how I got involved? Yeah, you started calling up, uh, and I was it still on Wednesday nights. Uh, no, this was uh, what happened uh, after I got involved with Rich Kozak in the Harvard Cup Hall of Fame when he, uh, you know, originated that and all that. And then you needed a color person for you were going to do an Erie, Ta- Erie County Communities football game. Yes, with you uh, wanted Mike Rich- Esposito. Yeah, you wanted Rich. Rich was unavailable. Rich recommended me. Well, you didn't know me from a bag of apples, so. But uh, Rich talked you know, at least bring him on for you know statistics and all that. He can help you out. 
And then Mike Esposito, of course, was the color. And Mike is a former uh, wrestler. I've, repo uh, man. Repo man. He went by, and he also played. Uh, he was played this? some semi-pro football. Yeah, semi-pro uh, college. Actually, he might have been the key that uh, uh, he, as much as Rich, would have been the reason that uh, you and I got together is because uh, I found out later that uh, Mike told you, uh, says, you know, I'm not a, I being Mike, not available for these games and all that, but uh, this guy knows his football. Well, you know, I've been around, especially high school. It was a few years ago, but the rules haven't changed that much. Just to be and, truthful, Roger was there when they first blew up a football. Yeah, the they were the uh, leather, not the rubber, you know. <laughs> uh, just like the helmets, they were made out of the same material as the helmets back then. And they actually had actual laces on it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah, I don't know how to tie a square knot. So, uh, anyway, you know, one thing led to another. The thing that... You know, how I got involved directly with this program, you blew me away. We were doing uh, Friday Night Lancaster uh, basketball. Right. And uh, he said to me, Roger, I got a problem. You know, what problem? Well, we're going to go with two hours. Uh, the show's going to go for two hours. Remember what? I think one's full season and maybe part another. We yeah, were they actually experimented from... with that until the advertising dried up. Yeah. <laughs> and... Uh, yeah, I can help you out and all that. And he says, well, when do I start? And he said, tomorrow. tomorrow. Right? <laughs> I said, you know, why do I have to wait so long, Anthony? <laughs> and, uh, but I still remember in the very first uh, program that I was your co-host, we had, amongst others, uh, Starling Bryan in here, right. Lazar Hayward Jr. And when Starling Future. was here, it was Buffalo Traditional. Exactly. Uh, and... How's this for a segue? You know, one of the things I want to announce a few weeks in Glen Falls, he's going into the New York State Basketball Hall of Fame. So congratulations, Starling. But, uh, yeah, the rest, as they say, is history. Yeah, so that's how we got involved in this. And basically, it's uh, this is something we love to do. It's uh, a hobby. You know, as I mentioned, I, I'm on WBEN with Sandy Beach Monday through Friday. I'm actually on Monday through Thursday. And, uh, you know. Of course, Diane is forever grateful because, you know, especially. Yeah, it gets the, you out of the house so well, she no, gets the peace and quiet. years since, uh, you know, I've been retired. Uh, if it wouldn't have been for that, you know, I'd be hanging around getting my, uh, how do they say it, your arteries hardened? Yeah. So I know. Like uh, and this gets me out. Uh, and it's and a lot I of fun for us to do. Uh, you know, obviously football during the fall, but uh, I developed two passions in uh, softball and girls basketball. That's, I just increase more and more each year, and I'm loving it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Raj, let's get into our news and notes. There's a lot happening this week, and it just you know every time I think about girls basketball, it amazes me. One thousand points here. One thousand. You know, this it's been a crazy season as far as the amount of points that the girls are putting up, and we've had a couple more milestones. And how's this? How often would two girls on the same team hit a thousand points in the same game? I think I only remember it one other time. It's been a while, and I can't even. It'll, you know, I could probably pick it out of a multiple choice. I don't have it off the top of my head, but congratulations to Mia McCarthy and Aaliyah Parker over at uh, Cardinal O'Hara. Arguably, and I think they cemented their rating as probably the top team in Western New York last night with a convincing seventy to fifty-three win over Will South. So uh, congratulations, Mia, Aaliyah, a uh, thousand points, and they're both only juniors. Amazing. Yes. Uh, also, give a shout to uh, Kylie Schnars uh, from uh, Panama High School. Arguably, 
If she isn't uh, the uh, three-sport athlete of the year, she's certainly a finalist. And kudos to Panama High School. They could also have the male uh, a male finalist for uh, three-sport athlete of the year in uh, Cameron Barmore. That's pretty cool. But uh, uh, Kylie has opted to go to Mercyhurst to play volleyball. Again, she's a three-sport athlete. She's all Western New York in volleyball. She's on a Panama team that should finally make it to the top of the podium in uh, Hudson Valley this year uh, with their basketball team. And she's also a pentathlete. A pentathlete. You know, That's easy for you to say. Not the decathlon, the other one, the short, right. shortened virgin. But uh, she signed with Mercy here, so nice. congratulations to her. And uh, congratulations again to uh, Gabby McDuffie, student at uh, Olmsted at Kensington over on the east side. You know, the uh, one of the arch rivals of Burgard. Yeah, not an arch rival. I mean, we dominated. It was Whatever. a one-sided. <laughs> Thank you. Uh yeah, she got quite a few hits on the website. I was impressed. Outstanding. So congratulations to her. Yeah, Facebook page is doing very well. If you'd like to, you can go on there inside high school sports. There's a lot of good stuff on there, including something we're going to talk about in the third hour. If you want to check out some of the comments, I mean, not in the third hour, the third segment, why is there a decline in kids playing hockey and other sports? Uh, there's also stuff on the Iroquois uh you know, field uh, debate. So you can chime in on any one of those, and we're going to get to that in just a little bit. But here's a signing for you, Roger. Uh, Clay Street, he just sent this over to me. His congratulations to his daughter, Logan Streety, from Iroquois. She has committed to play at Cortland, and she'll be playing basketball for the Red Dragons under J.C. Brooks. So appreciate that, Clay, for passing that on to me. Uh, any type, you know, any stuff like that you get, hey, email, email me, Tony at WGR550.com. Uh, always looking for stuff for news and notes. If you have camps, clinics, registrations coming up. I know Cayuga Baseball, the registration is open. I've mentioned before, NASA's registration to flag football is open. All, all kinds of things like that. Do you Cortland, have anything else, Raj? Cortland's going to have a Western New York flavor, uh, flavor next year in girls basketball. Abby McCoy, uh, Danielle Haskell's teammate at Franklinville, is also going to Cortland. She'll be playing basketball. And speaking of Logan Streety, she has a twin sister, and uh, she did play basketball for a while. Uh, didn't play uh, the last couple of years, uh, but this year she was involved in one of the uh, uh, pregame ceremonies uh, for uh, a Iroquois basketball game. She did the national anthem really? on a violin. It oh, I was, saw that. It was awesome. Yes, it was awesome. You know, good job. It's uh, you know hard enough to sing the uh, national anthem without uh, you know missing a word here or there or something like that. Uh, did not miss a note. It was so impressive. Even you know with the rockets red glare, you got to get up high and mm-hmm. all that, and you're hoping that the girls doesn't lose their voice. Well, I was wondering how flawless. That's very amazing. impressive. Excellent. Well, that's uh, reminded me of a story we were talking about on with Sandy Beach on Thursday. I don't know if you saw it, but a violinist 
was having brain surgery, and they had her playing I saw the violin that. while operating while her head is open. It gave me the creeps. Kind of overdoing. Yeah. Wow. I mean, you know, what do they call that when they do that local surgery or whatever it is? Yeah. You know, like you know, you could be playing the violin, but brain while it's during brain surgery. Yeah. Has amazing all right one last thing for news and notes and that is our g&g fitness coach of the week if you would like to submit a uh, nomination for coach of the week go to lifefit.com this week's coach of the week is brandon camacho holland boys basketball their first co-championship league play in school history how about that does he have the nickname Macho? Macho I, knew Macho. <laughs> I knew you were going to go there. You well, were... wasn't there a pretty good boxer named Macho Camacho? Hector Macho Camacho. Hector Camacho, yeah. Macho, I thought so. All right, as I mentioned in the past, and we've had uh, Dawn, just a mom, on before in the past. Can you hit that line there? It's not uh, plugging up. Thank you. Uh, on the past, talk about what's going on. There's a battle in the Iroquois uh, district over what to do with the athletic facilities. Uh, Don has brought up uh, points of you know unsafety. It's not uh, up to speed with the American with Disabilities Act. The field is a poor condition, blocking sled, rusted out, and to be honest, it looks dangerous to use. Well, Don and others in the Iroquois district have uh, been fighting the school board and trying to get some changes and improvements to the uh, to the athletic field, the athletic uh, complex there at Iroquois. And you think about it, Iroquois has got such a great history in sports. Why wouldn't they want to put the pedal to the metal and do everything that they can to bring it as a top-notch uh, facility like other places like Depew and Grand Island, things like that. So Don is on the phone with us this morning. Good morning, Don. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm just eager to get rid of winter. I want spring now. I'm sick of this stuff. <laughs> I agree. I totally agree. Don, you know, one of the things that's that's come out of this, and it just seems like the uh, that the school board there at Iroquois is like, I don't know if their heads are filled with cement or they're just being stubborn, whatever the reason, or they're not listening to people. Uh, they've been fighting you every inch of the way. But now it's come up, it's like, okay, they're trying to, or yeah, we, we do need a new field. But and, and the fact that I'm even bringing this up is absolutely insane. Yeah, l- let's take a look at grass. What? In today's day and age where everybody is doing everything they can to get to artificial service because you can get more use out of it, especially in the springtime. Roger, you and I talk all the time how important it is for the spring sports to get outside. You know, even if it's not the baseball diamond, you can still go out on a football field and do some fielding practice as opposed to doing it in the mud. How do you hit fly balls in a gym? I don't care what kind of gym you have. How are you going to practice hitting fly balls to the outfielder and have them make the throw to the cutoff man and all his others? you got to have a pretty big facility. Yeah, you yeah maybe get outside. in that facility in Lancaster, you might be able to get away with it. But uh, how many other schools have that luxury and all that? And there's so much fundamentally stuff. You can only teach so much in a classroom. Number one, the kids get bored when they're sitting there, you know, hey, we've been in school all day. We want to get out and, you know, 
let the juices flow and all that, and they're doing this stuff in the classroom. You can't do it. With it, I guess the thing that's bothering me the most about this is how they're phrasing and how they're wording the propositions for the residents to vote on. And it's almost like the wording is done in a way to get people to pick natural grass. Don, is that an accurate statement? That is 100% accurate, and that's what we're fighting right now. Um, they were against getting any improvement in Iroquois. We have an old-school guard. Our Board of Education just does not want to improve. They don't want they, – they want to just stand their ground and say no. Um, the backstory is I exposed them in August with our ADA-compliant issues. Um, they did nothing about it. They didn't call in an expert. They didn't have it reviewed. Me personally, just a mom had to bring in the American with Disabilities Act people to look at the stadium to look or to look at our fields to look at our um, grounds and they found like 30 to 40 violations everything is wrong yikes he made a note saying the bleachers were unsafe he's like it has nothing to do with the ADA but um, a toddler could really get hurt or die because we have no backboards on our um, bleachers right. So oh, you posted the video. There's an elderly gentleman. Anybody hasn't seen an elderly elderly gentleman. You can see he's struggling to get to a seat. No railing. Nope. Backboards. No signage. No parking. The walkway's wrong. The bathroom's wrong. Everything is wrong. Bathrooms? You mean the outhouse? The outhouses, yes. Um, Who uses an outhouse at a sporting event nowadays? It's a porta potty. It's not an outhouse. Okay, same thing. Elderly go there in wheelchairs because it's just horrific. Like, so much of our community can't even go to the games because there's not proper seating. There's no handrails, the bat, the outhouses. So finally, um, I went in front of the board, and we had a roundtable meeting, and one of the board members said the day before I brought in the ADA that she believed the bleachers were safe. The superintendent... Because she's an expert, right? Yeah, because she's a realtor. Hello. Um, so she said on record she believed the bleachers were safe. The superintendent said he believed we were ADA compliant, and this was in November. I asked them to review this in August. They never did. So in November, me, just me, just a mom, brought in the American with Disabilities Act um, representatives, and they said, without a doubt, those bleachers are not safe and we are not compliant. So why didn't the people in charge, the people who get paid or you know have an elected position, do something? So now here we are. Um, they are allowing, quote unquote, allowing us to have the field upgrade. So instead of doing it right and just giving us a home run in turf, they said, no, we're not doing that. We're going to offer grass as Proposition 1. And then if you vote yes to Proposition 1, you have to read more. And then you have to vote yes to turf on Proposition 2. Well, why would you even mention grass when only 7% of the children could use grass 70% less of the time, and it would only be for football. It, grass can't be a multi-surface, um, multi-sport facility like athletic. You can't do um, field hockey, lacrosse, baseball, all those things on grass like you can on turf. Right. Uh, but they're trying to say, well, we could still do gym class. Well, yes, you can do gym class on grass, but you're only getting out. 20% of the time versus 70 or 80% of the time in Buffalo because of the weather and the way the drain right. is on grass. And um, So then they tried to say, well, we know more than the NFL, colleges, local. <laughs> oh, they know more. The Board of Education in Iroquois, 
knows more than everyone else in the world. Maybe the Pagula should uh, contact them when deciding, you know, what to do with the stadium. They'll they'll be the expertise on on that because they know more than um, right. collegiate every single sport in the world. My school district knows more than everyone. They're saying, well, cancer. What? The, 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 that you know what that is, Don. That's strictly a cop out. That's, that's it's a tactic used all the time in politics uh, to get people nervous or to put uh, cast a doubt onto something. It, 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 that's garbage. It, that's rookie uh, mentality, rookie uh, tactics. They should be ashamed of themselves. But the bottom line is, is there is going to be a vote coming up. When will the residents get to vote as to what they want, and how do you possibly get it changed so? that the wording is as such to confuse everyone. You're 100% right. That's where we're at right now. We are begging every resident to write the board. Well, we did this. The board said the letters were fake. What? Each letter was individually written from people's emails that they have on. And they told stories. Elderly um, residents wrote in saying, we can't go see my grandkid play. We want this. So we now need a petition. We're going to be making a petition to have all the residents sign saying, get grass off the proposal. We don't even want it mentioned. No, it shouldn't be. No taxable impact. We are not raising taxes either way with grass or turf. Studies show grass will cost more in 10 years because of maintenance. That's correct. So why wouldn't we allow the kids longer playing time? Um, it's going to be, if we have turf, field hockey uses it, lacrosse uses it, football uses it. You know how versatile turf is versus grass. Why are we discussing grass? Right. This is insane. Thank this you. Absolutely insane. Because, you know, I, I first of all, for those listening right now, uh, give out the Facebook page uh, for people who are interested in following what's going on. Iroquois Multi-Purpose um, Field. Okay, I've been following this page. I see it come up in my timeline, and I, I read it from time to time. And I just shake my head because I can't believe what I'm seeing. Yeah, it's just, it's baffling that we're having this argument in 2020, grass versus turf. And then to scare the elderly and, you know, the residents by even mentioning cancer when the turf that we're using is used in baby toys that babies put in their mouth. I mean, this is it. It's it's mind-boggling because we're talking about a great district in Iroquois, Elmo. That whole area is beautiful. I love it there. And you know, once again, you have proud history of great sports yep. at Iroquois High School: wrestling, football, baseball, whatever. And I just I want to see what's uh, I want to see the right thing done for the residents, and not just the residents, for the student athletes. I was uh, just wondering uh, real quick, and I might be stepping on some people's toes, but uh, I believe the Iroquois District is the one more well-to-do, for lack of a better term, districts in the area. Yeah, no, they're not eating gov- taking government cheese to work. No, no. and uh, if that's case, where's the money going that would be normally allocated for education? Don, keep up the good fight. I know you're doing what's right, and hopefully... Uh, you know, people's heads kind of bring it down and realize let's do what's best for the kids. We just want what every other school district has. We don't want more. We're not looking to, you know, have the... No, you're not asking, like, for a stadium that they have in in Texas. No, you just want an improved facility that's safe and uh, where the not only the students can enjoy it, but the residents can enjoy it as well. Absolutely, and that's all we want. We don't want anything more than anyone else has. We just 
we want our children to have what every other school has at this point in time, nothing more. Absolutely. Again, if anybody wants to sign the petition, Dawn, how do they go about doing it or sending in uh, letters? Publicly within the week. Um, in the meantime, please call the superintendent, write your board of education, let them know that this it's not okay to sabotage our school again. We need turf. We need turf. Take grass off the options. It shouldn't even be an option in 2020. Exactly. The child deserves it. So let's get turf in there like the rest of the schools in 2020 and even the playing field, so to speak. Exactly. Don, thank you much for calling in today, and best of luck to you. Thank you, Tony. Have a good night, guys. All right. Guys. You too. Take care. Uh, just a mom chiming in on, on uh, what's going on in Iroquois. Hopefully people take action. And now that you have some bit of information, you're better informed. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we've got uh, hockey going on, uh, playoffs. We've got brackets. If you go to the Section 6 website, section6.com, go to Boys Basketball, you can follow along. There's going to be a playing game. Not all the CD, not all the uh, seedings are set yet. They're doing that today, right, Raj? Yeah, well, the meeting is as we speak right now. Uh, Class B is the one that's still up in the air. Right, and uh, there's going to be some coin flips. So we'll have all that and more. You're listening to Inside High School Sports on WGR Sports Radio 550. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We're back. You're listening to Inside High School Sports. Tony Kelleger along with Roger Weiss. Thanks to Don, just a mom for calling us, calling and getting us updated as to what's going on in this uh, Iroquois school district. Let's see, Federation hockey going on right now, uh, small school pre-quarterfinals. Got this out of today's uh, Niagara Gazette. West Seneca East over Depew, Hamburg over Sweet Home. So today we have uh, Division One quarterfinals at Harbor Center. You have the number seven seed Lockport slash Niagara Falls team at number two seed Orchard Park. That's a three fifteen faceoff. Number six Frontier at number three Clarence. That's five thirty puck drop. Number five Niagara Wheatfield at Will North seven forty five. I think that's going to be a great game. Uh, let's see. Tomorrow you have small school quarterfinals going on at Harbor Center uh, to be announced. That's a great school, by the way. I always look forward to watching that. Watching TBA. TBA. Yeah, they're fan one of my favorites. The basketball academy. <laughs> they're at number one seed Will South. That's a twelve fifteen, and then number t- ten seed Hamburg will be at number two seed Star Point two thirty. Uh, for that one and then i think you got st joe's versus st francis uh for monsignor martin 
That ought to be a dandy. Yeah, and you had, uh, I guess, a quite affair going on between St. Francis and Time. It got a bit ugly after the game, and I hate to see that happen. I hate hearing about that. Uh, wish uh, wish it never happened. Also, I mentioned that uh, we have track going on, and that's where Tom Prince is right now at Houghton College as we speak, the Section 6 state qualifiers. So that, that ought to be That's an all-day. Sure. Be, he'll be there till past supper time, I would guess. Now, I, I didn't get the um, – trying to go off of memory here, Roger, but I don't know if you heard anything. Remember last week we broke the story about uh, – uh, doctor stepping in and suspending several wrestlers. They weren't able to participate in the big event. I don't know if it was star- several wrestlers. It was a it few. Was a few. Yeah. The one, uh, the, the lad from Grand Island did get a dispensa- dispensation. He will be allowed to go to the States under his uh, uh, regular he's season all year? record yeah, right. uh, performance. So good for that because uh, – He's, uh, you know, one of the top candidates for a state championship, from, now, my, from my understanding. And it's also to my understanding there's going to be, like, three lawsuits coming out of this or, oh, what or three schools are being is. sued. You know, that's... You knew that was going to happen. So you had that well, going Well, especially on. in a situation like that, uh, can the uh, one on-site doctor, if the, uh, if the person's, uh, the individual's personal physician and all that, can... He signed something saying, you know, whatever the problem is. Do they have to really go to the doctor the night before to make sure they don't get ambushed like they did? And literally, that was an ambush on a Saturday morning. So here's my question: Is there always a doctor on site that uh, that looks at, you know, things like that skin? You know, to see if there's any skin disease. Obviously, you don't want somebody passing one on to another and wrestling being a, uh, you know contact sport so that's my question do they have it on site every every match for it anthony you're asking we'd have to ask matt o'rourke that one of wny athletics all right raj also going on today is the cd meetings uh is it both boys and girls yes okay so both of those are going on right now i did go to the section six website under the basketball and here's what we have so far again you still have coin flips and i mentioned there's going to be a play-in game on tuesday between Grand Island and Emerson, am I correct? This is on the boys now. We're in the yes, boys. Yes, in the boys. They would be the uh, uh, 12 and 13 team to see who would go to what is the pre-quarterfinals. That would be then uh, in that Class B, the fifth seed would play the 12th. The f- I'm sorry. No, the 5th to 12th. The 6th would play the 11th. The 7th seed plays the... 10th seed and the 8th seed plays the 9th seed. Those uh, winners would go to the quarterfinals, which would be next Friday and Saturday in some cases. Boys basketball deviating slightly from uh, previous years. In the previous years, every quarterfinal game in the boys in all classes was on a Friday night, and it was always at the uh, higher seeds' home court. So... And it's all, and for the most part, all start at 7 o'clock. The only times you would have uh, different times is like if in the city schools you might have to play two games at the McKinley Gym, then it would be like at 5.30 and 7.30 or whatever. Now they've spread that around, and I guess it has to do with the fact that the quarter, uh, the playing games, so they don't play two games in a row. There'll be some 
pre-quarters on Thursday, some on Wednesday. The Wednesday pre-quarter winners would go to the quarterfinals on Friday. The Thursday pre-quarter winners would play on Saturday. It's spread out this year, so you could see uh, at least two, maybe three games, depending we on have, the time and the venue. The Tuesday's the uh, the playing game, so that'll be at seven o'clock at the higher seed, like you mentioned. That would be Gramerson would be at Grand Island, I believe. And then you have uh, let's see. Wednesday, you have boys basketball uh, pre-quarterfinal, 7 p.m. at the higher seed. And on Friday, you'll have Class A-1, AA, B-1, B-2. And on Saturday, uh, quarterfinals. So there you have it. So I'm going to take a look at this, Raj. And we'll start with the Ds, if you don't mind. And it's looking like in round one, number four, North Collins will host Riverside. Number three, Sherman will host Clymer. Number two, Forestville will host Pine Valley. So there you have four. And then obviously round two. Yeah. Panama draws Panama. by in round, right. in that, uh, round so ha- one. Panama Pan- will get the, and this, uh, this will be at Jamestown Community College. So Panama will host the winner between the four and five. Which is Riverside and North Collins. Okay, so that gives us D's. And in C2, let's zoom this one in. We have round one, Franklinville will host Global Concepts. That's going to be on the 26th at 7 o'clock at the Franklinville Center School. Yeah, and that winner has the right to play Randolph, which is a big, uh, a tall order for whoever comes out of that game. That'll be on the 28th at 7 o'clock. Correct. Then you have Westfield Academy hosting Salamanca at Westfield Central. Holland will host Maple Grove. And didn't Maple Grove had a win last night, didn't they? Uh, I don't know if you Don't quote me on that. I'm... Ellicottville will host Frewsburg. That's a three against the six. And then, uh, you know, you move on to de- uh, to be determined will be uh, for round three. All right, let's go to nothing for C. C1, you just got eight, uh, eight teams, so they will be playing a quarterfinal. Uh, yep, you'll early. have Middle Early College. They're going to host Cataraugus Little Valley. Correct. And that's going to be at Bennett, by the way. And that's on the 28th, 7 o'clock. Portville will host Chautauqua Lake at Portville High School. Silver Creek at the number three seed will host the number six seed, Gowanda, at Silver Creek. Uh, number two, Tapestry Charter will host Casadega Valley at Tapestry. I pretty much see middle early college not having a whole lot of difficulty going through that bracket. Round two will be at Jamestown Community College as well as the finals. Okay, so that takes care of, what was that, C1 I said? Yes. Okay, so let's move on. None of the Bs are listed, by the way, unfortunately. So we go to A2. And I'm not even going to speculate because, again, once we got the playing game. You've got coin flips. Uh you know, we we need uh, Francis back here, the mathematician going through this stuff. Yeah, but you know what's interesting, though? Boy, the, the, I'm projecting to the final if the two teams, if the teams all go through to form. In other words, the uh, higher seed beats the lower seeds. You're looking at a potential final, health, science, and Amherst. Boy, if that's not the game of the year, that is a finalist for game of the year. Two 
awesome teams. Pack the gym. Oh, Buffalo, I would be surprised if Buffalo State wasn't filled just for that game, and that would be the Saturday night because the double A's are playing in the afternoon along with the B1 and B2 championships. Right. Saturday night will be the A1 championship and the A2 championship. And like I say, Amherst versus Health Science, that's the one I will probably be driving faster than I should <laughs> back from Jamestown for the girls' C&D finals just to get to that game. You're talking about, I think, each team has uh, two of the top, what, dozen scores in western New York, and both are just fun to watch. Uh, Health Science has already got a win against Canisius this year. Amherst is just one of the top-rated teams in western New York. I'm just looking forward to that game. Hopefully, you know, and I'm sure some of the other teams might have something to say about it on the way there. But that is potentially a top playoff game on a playoff uh, Buff State Saturday. In A2, you have uh, number 8 seed Williamsville South. They'll host Cheek DeWaga. Uh, number five seed Buffalo East will host Star Point uh, at International Prep. Number seven Lakeshore will host number ten seed West Seneca East, and uh, number six seed South Park will host Pioneer. That'll be at South Park. Now the winner of the Will South Chitwaga game gets to go and play Amherst. That'll be at Amherst on February the 28th. Uh, Charter School for Applied Technology will face the winner between Buffalo East and Star Point. Health Science will face the winner between Lakeshore, West Seneca East. Luport gets the winner between South Park and Pioneer. So you know take- what, Tony, on that one, too, you mentioned the Will South Chicktawaga winner plays Amherst. Will South and Amherst, they played—they know each other real well. Uh, Amherst would be in a situation where they'd have to beat a team three times in one season. You know how that goes. Yeah, that's a difficult task. All right, over into A1, number 8 seed Niagara Wheatfield will host Hamburg. Number 5 seed Kenmore West to host Emerson. Number seven seed Sweet Home will host Kenmore East. Number six International Prep will host uh, Hutchinson Central. Then round two Williamsville East gets the winner of Niagara Wheatfield Hamburg. West Seneca West gets the winner between Kenmore West and Emerson. Uh, I'm sorry, Williamsville East gets the winner between Niagara Wheatfield and Hamburg. Yeah. Now West Seneca West gets the winner between. Ken West and Emerson. North Tonawanda gets the winner of Sweet Home. Ken East. McKinley gets the winner of International Prep and Hutch Tech. Then you got to do that one if they go through the form. McKinley, the third seed, would play North Tonawanda. What a surprise. McKinley could again end up in the semis at Buff State. Right. You know, stop. You're shocking me. You know where they have that long road trip? From McKinley to uh, Buff State, where they have to spend the night at Rockwell Hall and finish the trip the next day. But you're looking at a potential. Uh, I could easily see McKinley uh, with their helter skelter, given uh, second seed North Tonawanda all that they could handle. And a McKinley Will East potential final, that would be a dandy as well. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, uh, we got double A to go through, and I'll give you the list of schools that have opted out of playing in the sectionals. Don't forget Sabres and Penguins, 1 o'clock right here on WGR Sports Radio 550. We're back. One last segment of Inside High School Sports. 
Sabres and Penguins, 1 o'clock right here at WGR Sports Radio 550. We're going through the uh, brackets, at least what's available right now. The seeding meetings are going on. As I mentioned before, there's some coin flips uh, to be to determine some of the matchups. So we weren't able to give you the Bs. I apologize for that. But we will jump over to uh, double A's. Number one seed, Niagara Falls will host Frontier at Niagara Falls. That's February 29th. Williamsville North will host Lancaster. Uh, that's a four and five. Number three, Orchard Park hosts Lockport. Jamestown will host Clarence. And then you get uh, round two is uh, the to be determined. So double A is pretty simple is the way that formula works, right? What a shock. Niagara Falls number one, Jamestown number two. You know, it's not bad for Niagara Falls. You have a new head coach coming in. They lost a lot of talent through transfer in the offseason, and they were still able to and go undefeated in league play. And uh, earlier this week in the... Uh, they beat Lou Portman in an exciting game. From what I understand, and this goes back to what Sal says, you know, you, know, you lose a few guys, you can walk down the hall and grab a uh, few others, and it's business as usual. But allegedly, this is what I heard, it's not confirmed, they had two guys uh, out of their, uh, the original basketball team. They had to call up four JV guys for the uh, varsity game. Two guys uh, quit, two guys were academically ineligible, and the fifth guy was uh, under arrest. I didn't hear about that. I heard, This is what I heard. And now how Again, rumors. This is can't, and, you know. And, uh, oh, yeah. You could have fooled me watching them. They gave they they beat Looper in a very entertaining game. It was so. close because uh, I was following the game on Twitter. You know, dad duty comes first, so I had to have to take care of my kids, and oh, uh, which I'd rather do. Gee whiz, I love it. it. Oh, all right. So uh, oh, I followed me. the game on Twitter, and it was it was very close in the in the uh, first half, and then Niagara Falls started pulling away. I believe in the third, and. Uh, you know, so they swept Blueport, finished the season undefeated. Now, here are the teams that have opted out, Roger. In A2, Lafayette, uh, and I I don't know why they opt out. Uh, you know, there's many reasons why a school would opt out, so I'm not even going to speculate there. But in C1, Faulkner and Buffalo Academy of Science. In C2, Barker. And in D, Brockton. So those schools have opted out not to take part in you know we talked playoffs. about that and he says well some people say on the website you, you know you get better by playing good teams and all that but if it's you're getting humiliated in your own league during the year and then you're going to go out there you may be it might be just as much a discouragement as an encouragement you know you go through a game like that and the kid says you know what i don't want to go back and do that next year this isn't fun if this is what the sport's all about i'm not interested Perhaps that's what the coach's mindset is. Uh, I don't know what to tell you on that without talking directly. I'm sure everybody has their individual reasons. And, you know, sometimes it might be for the good of the, uh, you know, young players, especially if you got a young team and they're just, you know, you don't want to discourage them that early. Right. You know, one of the things that uh, developed, I think it was even yesterday, uh, WBEN, our sister station, had a story uh, during one of the newscasts that caught my ear, and that is that there's a decline in kids playing hockey. And we know that there's also a decline in, in other sports as well, like football, and we've gone through all the uh, the the 
concussion stuff and is the this false information and the hockey or locally i don't know how it, 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 i'm gathering that it's uh data that they're getting from usa hockey uh, that's just uh in the way i'm seeing it but it just it, it w- w- caught my eye was is that as we're saying we're seeing a decline in sports participating and this goes inside with you you know you look outside and you don't see kids playing pickup games anymore so i decided to post as a question on our facebook page about this and all the sports ask people what's what's the reasons and i list three possible ones is it cost is it bad coaching is it overbearing uh parents and, you know, a lot of the, uh, we got a lot of responses on it, and I'll give you a couple. Michael says, it costs mostly, but a lot of people don't want to coach because of dealing with loser parents. And that's a good point. We're losing quality coaches more and more in all sports because of parental behavior. Uh, let's see. Let's go down to... Brian, who thinks it's a confluence of multiple things, some of which have have been mentioned on this post, he says he's choosing to have his son try multiple sports to see which one he likes. Plus, it's physically better to play different sports that require different movements. He's absolutely correct on that. Mike says, I wonder how much the Sabres being awful is keeping kids from wanting to play. That's why I asked you it was local versus uh, national. Yeah, so that's uh, a great point there. Let's see. Uh, David believes it's a combination of many things. Skating is expensive, and new sports have been added to our culture that aren't expensive. Soccer has bloomed, badminton, basketball, and others are more international. Uh, Anita says, kids are lazy. They would rather be on their phones, on social media, playing video games. And she has a point there. Kids are given phones or tablets to look at uh, starting when they are toddlers. They don't learn to play by themselves, have an imaginary friend to play with, or just be bored to read books. Electronics have taken over our culture. Hockey is just as expensive as it was when she was a kid. Uh, let's see. Oh, it's a lot more expensive. I would. Yeah, imagine. it really is. Uh, Robert says, unfortunately, kids don't have the work ethic as in years past. Coaches are too hard to play for, and if practice isn't fun, they don't want to play. That's a very good point. Uh, Tommy says, why can't we just go back to the time and play for the love of sport? Everyone made the team and had fun. Travel, coaches that are out to kill parents thinking their kids will turn pro when they're only 12. Play for the love of the game and be good sports, win or lose. Fantastic points there. If you want to go to our Facebook page, feel free to chime in. Uh, that's just some of uh, the reasons that people listed as to why kids are why there's a decline in kids participating in uh, in sports like hockey. That uh, the parental thing, I think, it has a lot to do with. You know, now it's easy for me to say never having had you know children of my own and I had to go through that, but. Like I say, you see so many parents out there, they know a lot more than the coach of the, that are coaching their kids. Absolutely. And they know a lot more than the officials that are officiating the games. Correct. And they're, you know, you know, I say, uh, I tell these kids, I says, you know, jokingly at times, kids, parents were put on earth to embarrass your kids. Deal with it. You'll be the same way when you're a parent. I say that jokingly, but at times it's true. Some parents out there embarrass the 
hell out of their children. Tell me about it. I see it during, during, I know, uh, especially during football. Choir, but you that's are. I see it all the time. Raj, thank you much. In the next coming weeks, we will uh, keep you up to date as the playoffs and as many sports yeah, as two we... weeks. I might be playing hooky. I might be down at Jamestown for the C and D finals. So. I Forewarned is forearmed. All right. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next week with more Inside High School Sports. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.